So up next, we're going to be looking at the Taxi Relief Fund. And of course, um, this was a fund that was set up in order to help support the industry following the impact of COVID-19. It was talked about and negotiated for a long time. And uh, finally, there seemed to be some kind of way forward uh, with the announcement that there would be official support uh, given to taxi drivers. Now, the National Empowerment Fund is the implementing agent for the Taxi Relief Fund. And joining us for the conversation today, Mziwabandu Daimani is the general is with uh, the General Council at the NEF. Uh, Mr. Daimani, good morning to you and thank you for your time today. Uh, good morning, Kathy. Uh, and good morning to the listeners of SAFS. Of course, the announcement of this relief fund was well uh, received, uh, you know, by especially um, by the industry because they felt at least uh, their concerns and the pressures that they have been uh, facing were responded to by government. How has the administration of the fund been running? Um, yes, Kathy. So the administration of the fund has been going uh, well. Um, as you know, the fund was launched by the Minister of Transport in January this year. So, And then the implementation started immediately thereafter. So we have been ramping up on the application process and receiving applications and processing them. And I must say it's been well received by the stakeholders in the industry. So if we can talk about the process, it's it's a fund of 1.1 billion rand. And when now that you've had time to actually fine-tune some of um, the processes and policies, who qualifies to access some of these funds? Okay, so um, in terms of the criteria, um, the fund supports operators um, of... Uh, of taxi businesses. I'll explain what that means now. So, but the person has to be a South African citizen or a permanent resident within the Republic of South Africa. That's the first one. Number two, they must be in possession of a valid operating license um, for that particular business uh, issued by the Department of Transport. And uh, realizing that some people have actually applied for those licenses or are waiting for renewal. So we do also accept receipts um, that indicate that someone has actually applied for renewal or has applied for a license, and the person must be in possession of a tax number. So they must be registered with us as taxpayers. Just to clarify that they don't necessarily need to show us tax clearances, but they must be proved that they are registered taxpayers, and they must have been operating before the commencement of the national lockdown in March 2020. So that is the key criteria to qualify under the scheme. And so far, which are the processes that people are using to apply? So is it online? Is it WhatsApp? Is it email? Okay, so we've been using primarily the, the online system. There is an online system that people can apply through, which is on the website of the Department of Transport. People can go to trf.transport.gov.za, 
and then they will be prompted there on the online application process. We do also operate a call center. People can call through that. The number is 0800-201-971. And people are also able to send their details via an SMS line. 45864 is the SMS line. And then they will be assisted by the people who are dedicated to doing so through that line. And then I must also add that since the Minister of Transport, Minister Mbalula, has been running roadshows around the country, so we've been part of those. And what we've done since then is to actually help colleagues on the ground as well. So we do assist people physically with the applications during those roadshows, and we are making arrangements with the taxi associations like Santaco so that we can also assist their members at their various offices uh, countrywide. When it comes to the distribution of these funds, when are you expecting that to begin? So in terms of the distribution, so as you would imagine, initially we were focusing on receiving the applications, and I think from mid to the end of January we started receiving those applications, and we've been working with the various applicants to ensure that they supply us with the relevant documentation um, that is required in order for someone to, to, for an application to be processed. Just to touch on that quickly, someone does need to have a certified copy of ID. They need to send it to us. And if they're applying the license is held by business, they must actually give us proof of business registration. They must also give us proof of their residence. And then on that one, we also accept a letter by the municipality if someone does not have a formal residential address, a letter signed by a councillor and and indicating that that person resides in their uh, locality. That is acceptable. We need a stamped bank account letter as well as a proof of a, a tax number. So we've been receiving applications thus far and ensuring that people are actually complying with that criteria. And we have started making payments. Uh, We've been making payments over the last three weeks, and that is ramping up. Over the next few weeks, we will actually be making a lot more payments as people are becoming compliant with the requirements. When when you talk about payments that have already been made, uh, how many people would you say you've managed to pay out so far? And is there a limit in terms of how much each individual can receive? Okay. So in terms of the uh, allocation by the government, there is an amount of 5,000 rand that is payable per license that someone holds. So if someone holds three licenses, they will receive an amount of 5,000 rand for each of the licenses they have. Mm. So the payments now that are made uh, thus far, okay, I don't have the exact number with me because this moves on a daily basis but I can give you a sense that over the next two days, we'll be making payments of around uh, 4 million uh, rent per day. So, And that is going to be ramping up. Um, it started very slow, but we are now ramping up the payments, and we're actually going to be making much higher payments um, over the next few weeks. 
so so you can't say how much you you've spent on the project yet and for the e-hailing service drivers because they too are able to access um you know this fund if if they meet the criteria where do do you send that money to uh the 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 holders of 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 these applications okay so that's a very important question asking there, Katie. Anyone who has got a license um, issued um, by the Department of Transport qualifies um, an operating license, uh, qualifies under this scheme. Uh, whether someone who's got a taxi, as we know it, e-hailing, um, also people who are doing cross-border transportation, um, and so on. So the payments are made directly to the holder of the license. So we don't pay any third party, but payments in the bank accounts into which we pay must be in the name of the person who holds the actual license. So effectively you're saying that if it's an e-hailing driver, then the money will go directly into their account? That is correct. Okay. If the permit is in their name, not necessarily a driver, but the holder of a permit. Yes, so it could be the owner, effectively, of those vehicles. That is correct. But there's no way of monitoring that this money will ultimately go to the drivers. So in terms of how the scheme is structured, is that the payments are made to the holders of the permit. Mm. Those are the people that are benefiting under the scheme. And the arrangements relating to the drivers, those arrangements then are managed between the actual owners and the drivers themselves. In fact, I want to uh, go to a voice note on this very issue of uh, who this money is ultimately going to. Uh, I'm just going to ask uh, that our TD Bongi accuse it up. Uh, good morning, SFM and listeners. Uh, Kate, this relief grant for the taxes is so unfair, really to the drivers, not to the owners of the taxis. Because the only people who can apply and claim is the owners of the taxis, those who've got permits. What about the driver who was driving the taxi, who was not earning any income during that time? This is so unfair. Thank you very much, Sandra Vice in Cape Town. Mr. Daimani? Yes, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I fully understand the concern, uh, Katie. And uh, it's something that we have been pleading with the owners of the permits on, that they do accommodate their drivers on. Um, I, I think in terms of the way the scheme is structured, uh, as you would know, it's a relief scheme. It's, uh, it's an ex-gratia payment for COVID-affected entities. And I've, I've had the Minister of Transport on many occasions speaking to the drivers. For instance, yesterday we had... A, 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 an engagement with Santaco in Kauteng, and he was actually uh, urging the members to actually ensure that they do make provision for payment of the of the drivers. Because as you would imagine, the issue of payment of the drivers uh, who are employed by the operators themselves, they, they, their payments are regulated between themselves and the owners of the permit. But because the scheme is intended to assist the owners of the actual taxes themselves. Remember, in terms of employees, there is another scheme that the government is running through the Unemployment Insurance Fund that actually caters 
for all people who are employed in the country. But in this particular instance, the government has also made that to the owners of the taxi to also share with their drivers. But is there any expectation, you know, legally for them to 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 distribute some of these funds among their drivers? So, so I'm saying that if a taxi driver does, if a taxi operator rather doesn't share um, these funds, can a driver do anything about it? Can they report them to the department where you can hold them accountable? So there is not necessarily a legal obligation for, mm. for the owners to do that. Um, but the, the, the drivers, they, they've been raising their concerns. If they do have concerns, they are more than willing to conduct the department because the department is working on a number of solutions for the industry as a whole, uh, considering the dynamics that are faced. Because remember, there are various dynamics that are actually affecting the industry. If you look, for instance, on the issue of the drivers, there are a number of things that one would need to consider. For instance, if you're looking at the driver, because some of them would not necessarily have employment contracts and so on. So regulating that particular space is actually going to be a very intensive process. So in this instance, the drivers can actually raise their concerns with the department, and then I'm sure the department would consider what would be the best way of ensuring that they are accommodated in the future. But the scheme itself does not have a legal obligation as well. Okay. Let me go to Willie in Clackstraw. But good morning, Willie. Hi, Willie. Hello. Hello, 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 lady. Thank you. Um, my question is this one. In my opinion, I think the time given for, for the taxi uh, owners to apply is too short. From January up until, I think... It's sometime next next month, and then the, the particulars for them, to, I mean, the particulars uh, expected them to, to get from the police station doing this and this and this. That time, really, I don't think all taxis would have, come, would, have uh, uh, given, would have got enough time for that. And then point number two, uh, how do they know that the money allocated, one point something billion, is going to cover all the taxi, uh, 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 taxis here? How do they know? Is the money going to be sufficient or maybe more than that or what? Thank you. Mr. Daimani. Thank you very much, Casey. On the first one, uh, the time is too short. Okay, so the deadline for application is currently 28 February 2022. And yesterday, uh, the Minister of Transport did make an announcement that he is considering um, extending this period. And he indicated that he will be making an announcement in that regard over the next week. So that is something that has been raised by the industry with the minister a number of occasions, and he is looking into it. So we expect an announcement over the next few weeks on that particular issue. Whether the money is sufficient to cover all taxes, remember the Department of Transport is issue is the issuer of all the licenses. Uh, that are catered for under the scheme. So in coming up to the figure of how much the money should be, the department did look at the number of uh, operating licenses that are currently in issue, and the allocation was made based on the number of those. And I I must also add those that that actually qualify, because I did indicate that those must have been issued before March 2020, which is before... Uh, the commencement of the lockdown uh, regulations. So 
there's definitely sufficient funding available for all qualifying permits. I didn't hear you clearly when it came to the answer on the deadline for applications. So the deadline for applications, I did say that the deadline is 28 Feb uh, 2022. All right, so that's Uh, next week. That's next week. But I also indicated that the Minister of Transport is currently considering um, is extending that. And he indicated that he will be making an announcement over the next week in that regard. So there should be announcements in relation to the issue of extension of that deadline. Are there conditions attached to this funding? So uh, one of our listeners is actually raising the issue of unroadworthy vehicles and whether the department will be funding some of those vehicles which we know are unroadworthy and contribute so significantly to the accident rate in the country. Yeah. So in terms of the fund, I did indicate earlier that this is an extra share payment. So it is a a payment um, that government is making in recognition of the challenges that people who are operating taxi businesses uh, experience during the period of the lockdown and as a result of COVID. This is part of the package that government has made available uh, as part of the COVID intervention. Now, in terms of the actual vehicles, um, the first thing to note is that the the support is to assist holders of licenses, um, not necessarily looking at the vehicles themselves. In terms of looking at the roadworthiness of vehicles, the government does have other programs that is embarking upon that are looking specifically at that. And I think the minister also made announcements to say he's also looking at assisting the industry with incentives and other support to ensure that they can actually procure or buy vehicles um, at affordable prices because the current arrangements in the market as things stand make it very uneconomical for people to actually buy taxis. But the department is looking at a number of solutions in order to assist in that regard. But this case is not yet towards that specifically. All right. Let's leave it there for this morning. Mziwabandu uh, Daimani, who is the general, who's with the general counsel at the National Empowerment Fund, which is implementing this taxi relief fund. It's eleven o'clock, and Musa has your latest news. On the other side of this, we get into our health talk for today, and we're focusing on epilepsy.